welcome to this meeting. Um, I see Kim, Lucky, Abit, Kenneth, Magambo, Rata, and iPhone. I don't know who iPhone is. You're all welcome. Um, today, uh, we are exploring building a loyal customer base at business. Uh, this, is, this was developed from our previous meeting. And, uh, the previous meeting was about uh, logistics. And the consultant or the expert that we had mentioned something quite important. He said how knowing your customer or your clientele and how that data is so important and what you lose by joining uh, the food delivery businesses because those businesses collect that data that could have been more beneficial to you and you lose out more than you think and you hope and you, sh you should make sure that you're getting in return something more worthwhile but that also that makes today's topic quite important because it showed how important it is to have to understand your clientele and to build a loyal client base so this topic is wide in terms of that it's not concentrated on to uh, food which is this this is the group uh, designed for people who are chefs who run uh, restaurants but this type of uh, understanding can be cross-sectional. It could be a school, it could be a hospital, it could uh, be even a telecom company. Understanding how to keep a customer cuts across many industries. So today's topic is both wide and narrow at the same time. <laughs> so you are all welcome. Uh, usually, for anyone who's a first time, uh, first time here, we don't necessarily lecture, but actually share our experiences um, on different particular topics. And uh, it's from our sharing that we benefit and grow. We hope that the sharing of information helps us be better, uh, better off than before. So. Do not feel like you do not have something to offer. In fact, uh, we have had experiences where people are not chefs but have given us quite important uh, information that our chefs would never have known. We have had an architect, we have had uh, people who stay at home, they're not cooks as such, because they have given us quite interesting tips, even storage and different and the like. So you're all welcome today. So, that's the general gist of the topic. So, of today's topic. I hope we are together. Um, so, knowing that uh, we have one hour, so I'm just going to begin the session. I'm going to begin by my experience. I, I have been operating a barbecue business for Six months now, about six, seven months now. It has been quite insightful uh, for my case. I have come to appreciate uh, the importance of following up on numbers, not just on the numbers of sales, but also my 
clients. Uh, it tells me who comes back to me. I get to know uh, how many clients I've had. That information has quite helped me. It has really helped me to know who's buying my product, who has been able to tell me, who it has also been able to tell me how much they spend on my product and how much they would prefer to spend on my product. Uh, some of the information I've gotten has also helped me to make uh, adjustments to my model here and there, just so that I can meet the clientele. Like, uh, for example, I, I used to operate the barbecue business uh, in Entebbe, but I noticed that my clients were mainly traveling from Kampala to enjoy food in Entebbe. So I felt it wise to have a branch in Kampala. I also noticed that um, my best days, are, of course, are Fridays and Saturdays. The rest of the days are not as as uh, productive. So even one of the tricks I started, but I could not sustain during lockdown, was try to create packages on Wednesdays or Thursdays, because I know Fridays and Saturdays I always have clientele. So so a database really helped me following up on my customers on the the days they buy and why they buy those particular days helped me create uh, different uh, ways. And I can see that in my first three months versus my second three months. My second three months, I think my return clients, uh, I think it increased uh, by 40% because I was at 20% return clients to 60% return client. So it showed me that having a database really and adjusting according to their preferences helped me start create a loyal customer base, so to say. Numbers are still low, but I can clearly see that the different, if I keep at it, hopefully it will grow with time. After all, it all comes down to time. But that is my experience when it comes to uh, building a uh, building a customer, a loyal customer base. I can uh, maybe I'll just go with alphabetical order a, a bit. You're always the first in this in everyone's phone book. What's your experience <laughs> at building uh, a customer base? Well, not hmm? really alphabetical order, but I think we just leave it open so guys can just put there. But usually the Building, yeah. okay, like in my experience also with the uh, employees, with the entrepreneurs I work with, uh, the key find to building a, a loyal customer base is to first knowing the customer. That means you need to have customer records first with the information that is necessary for your business. Uh, location is usually a good one. Their age is a good one. Gender is a good one. Then also knowing the times when they order, uh, knowing what they order for. Uh, these tend to be things that help you to then customize your product according to them. But if you notice more women than men entering, it helps to know, okay, why is it that it's women more than men entering? There's a time I remember we had uh, one of our products. We had more, like it was 60% women, 40% men. Then notice that men, amongst the men, would notice that some of the female customers would jump off 
and then uh, we'd have men coming on. But then there's women who still receive food. So you realize that what is happening, that the female customers were then becoming sort of like marketing agents for us. Because they'd like the food, uh, mention it some of the men, and because the men uh, want to impress the ladies, they buy for them the food that they like. So we found that it, was, it makes more sense to target uh, the women than it is targeting the men. Because even if we target the women, we still get the men. Uh, then there's a small section of men that buy, in. <laughs> buy like uh, four or five packs. So like what's up? Would buy multiple, would buy many packs of food. Uh-huh. Eh? So I wondered what's up with it. Yeah. And then realize that the men are actually buying for multiple. These were mainly bachelors and they're buying for multiple meals. Yeah. We say customizing some of our plates to remove uh, anything that would make the food go bad. But that way, it is just uh, looking at the trends. And then because the customers notice that you're doing stuff like that to them, they yeah. become they become more loyal. Like, okay, can customize these things according to my need. That is good. So it is having yeah. the records and tracking them in the first place, that will help you and your business to do something that can actually make the customers tell you. Yeah. I submit, like they say. Yeah, 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 yeah. You are saying also opening feedback that? loops. Yeah, yeah. I was saying opening feedback loops helps. Um, because the customer should feel that they are able to talk to you. Talk to you. Yeah. Uh, Arthur is asking the principles of customer care are different across sectors. Maybe you can unmute and first ask his question. Yeah. Uh, uh, Arthur, well, you tell us, Dr. Arthur. Hi, guys. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. I'm on two other Zooms, but sometimes that means. <laughs> <laughs> so the the so yeah no because I've not run um I have helped in a restaurant but I've not run one and my customer care aspect is in the healthcare side so I just don't know I was curious to, I was just wondering if it's a bit different with uh, the the uh-huh. food sector so I cannot no, no, really like I, I can't I, really I can hmm? this is something that I believe. Uh, I've come to learn that we should cross-share information because one information can work very well in one industry and could benefit another industry. Something I've come to appreciate with time. So even if you haven't gotten, you haven't run a restaurant, you have engaged with clients. You don't call them customers. I don't think a doctor calls them customers. I don't know. Do you guys see patients as customers or not? I'm not quite sure. How a doctor <laughs> the, sees a the business, the business owners see them as customers, <laughs> as we see them as patients or clients. Uh-huh. So yeah. So <laughs> it depends on who is. Uh, yeah, yeah. I guess. So it is in your case. It is how do we serve our clients better to make? I don't know. In your doctor sense, you want your clients to come back 
or do you want them to I don't want them to come back. You want them to <laughs> to comment you. The, the, <laughs> well, I want them to go away alive. Okay, I think uh, the problem is that I've been at, at, at practicing at two levels. First, when I was uh, a medical officer or GP or general doctor, as you call them. And um, in that time, I, I uh, it was it, it was a private outpatient clinic a long time ago. It was called SAS. Uh, I had just returned to the country and I was trying yeah. to practice, you know, British style medicine in Uganda. And I, I, do, I, I had quite a huge following. So the way GP practice here it works is you see your patient, you, how you, your possible communication is huge, how your presentation is huge, yeah. like making them comfortable because people have very personal issues that they bring to them. Oh, yeah. And then every step of the way yeah. you have to explain yeah. why each test why you're doing it what part of the body it affects and so on and so forth so one of the things my my employers didn't like is i spent too long with patients when i actually when it was actually the clients who were dictating uh -huh. the test because yes now they later realized that uh, where even when the clients would go away and they said they develop complications or yeah. or something is up they are not happy in another situation where they would say that hospital is fake. They would actually say, well, I was reassured. I expected this, I was told this is like to happen. Or they would feel comfortable. The other thing is I gave them my number and asked them to call me back. I always made sure, unfortunately with healthcare, you, you, you have to keep your phone open 24 seven. So at 2 a.m. I would get a phone call, I'd wake up, take it, uh, respond to the client's concern. I, I, I almost got about two, 3,000 patients as a following. To the point that when I was moving on in my career, it became a problem. Mm. Now it, it can also be very tedious because they get when you cannot offer that service. So I went into just the second phase of my career, intensive care medicine. Now, this is where I don't want my patients to come back because <laughs> intensive care means you're dying and have to save you. I what I so the game sort of okay. changed because after we discharged you, God willing, alive. Yeah then i would call make follow-up phone calls you you don't you just come back for rehabilitation but not i would not want you to come back to my unit like you know the difference you know that sort of thing so and it um i can say what happened is it it became because of that sort of approach the, but the referrals were you know do, just go to dr quizera's icu that sort of thing so my employers were happy i just wasn't happy with the bills that they were paying so that is what, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you know, you have actually shared something that is quite important that is lacking in our industry, restaurant industry communication and uh, responding to clients' needs. I think it's also one of those things that should be so integral to our sector. Mm -hmm. Many times we hear people saying uh, their frustrations and most times their frustrations are not because of the delay or anything but rather communication. So clearly responding to clients' needs and concerns are such a, an important aspect. And even follow-up as a bid said would be quite good. Immaculate, I see your hand up. Please, you can come and comment. Um, Hello. Hi, Ron. Um, hi, hi. Immaculate here. Nice to be here. Um, I have listened and I have learned so far. Maybe just to say something about the question about customer care cutting across sectors. Um, I think the variation is just the product and the services that we offer because now things changed. 
it's a competitive market, it's a buyer's market. Whatever it is, even in healthcare, I know I've heard about intensive care, but you still benefited from the referrals. Because there are certain things you can't really avoid, especially in the health yeah. sector. You go there because yeah. you really need to go there. But the service and the care you get will yeah. actually will help you get better. Yeah. Also, you'll talk yeah. to other people about it. Yeah, so I know in this day and age, uh, these times, customer care is really, really, really important. Okay, thank you for that. What's your experience in customer care? Michael? It's about very important. But in the restaurant or food sector right now, is becoming very, very, very hard. It's, I mean, people right. really have good food. Also, some of the things like barbecues, I mean, believe it or not, during the pandemic, it has become like a luxury. Like we're not going to have barbecue every day, even if we want. It's like a side kamani that you say, but you say, look, let me go out on Sunday or let me take the family out for Sundays. That's now, the, it's on the part of the business owner to make sure you will these people in, maybe throw in like a small incentive to encourage them, even if it's Sundays. But you see, there are parties. Uganda's never stop partying. Their birthdays, baby showers, everything. Despite of what's happening, the parties are evolving. They happen. So just to keep customers in your corner, it is, I think, um, something that has become very. That we really, really need to work about, work on it, irrespective of the sector. We really need to work hard, hard uh, on it. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, thank you, Immaculate. In fact, you said something that uh, uh, it's also, I don't know how to put it. You said it beautifully. If I can find it, if I can say it better, it's easier to invest in your loyal customer than looking for a new customer. So adding an incentive here and there towards a loyal uh, a return customer is far easier than trying to attract a new customer. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. And they will get you others anyway. The loyal customers will yeah. be the ones to spread the word. And then yeah. in most cases, that's when you get money. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Arthur, I see your hand up. You want to dispute something? No, <laughs> not dispute. I think uh, I have a question. Uh, yeah. there is a, there's a particular client that every time, I think when I, whenever I order from... Uh, Cafeseri. I think they got to know me for, because my order was very particular. And every time I would order, somebody, yeah. I, I think a lady would call me about within half an hour because it was during the COVID period, the takeout time, and ask me how I, how, whether I liked my food, whether it was okay. I, I forgot to ask if she does this for everyone who, who orders because this might be tedious, which brings me to the thing is, uh, does, do people do this? I see Magambo. Um, talked about it, that he tries yeah. as best as possible to do that. But in the, now this, this comes to the call sector, call center. My, remember I was, I, on the group I was talking about a chef this side of town, who he, uh, he set up a call center about two years ago. He hires, uh, he has three people whose work it is to, to every order that goes out for people who order takeout or for people, even for people who have come to order, uh, who have come to eat in, who would come to eat in the restaurant, 
he would, um, the people would call him about three hours after uh, to ask him about the experience and, and oh, wow. you know, yeah. So I do not know. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, so I do not know if that's a practice in, uh, in, in our sector. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but wow, oh, that's, that's I, and you can see how important it is that a small little fact can really help a lot. Yeah, I mean, he said that as a result of just doing that, the number of repeat customers uh, yeah, went up by about five, 500%. Yeah. Wow. Oh. wow, 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 wow. Oh, thank you for that. That just shows you how important it is to really follow up on the clients. Even uh, Magambo, thank you for that. Magambo posted on the group, building personal relationships go beyond sales and profits. Social network, he puts in brackets. It reaches out to customers wherever they can, even if they have not ordered anything. People love being seen and listened to. Precious, you're welcome. Your hand is up. Please feel free. Thank you. So personally, I, I do mainly weekend deliveries like um, for barbecues, mainly food. But yeah. for me, what I do is uh, yeah. when I deliver like an hour or so, mainly an hour later, because most of them, most of my orders come through WhatsApp and uh, Facebook. Yeah. I actually send yeah. you a message and ask for your feedback. You know, did you like the food? What can we, yeah. what can we change? Uh, you know, yeah. something like that. So I always make sure I reach out so that I get some feedback to either better what I have on the table or see how I can add maybe something to the little menu that I have. Yeah. Uh, which business is it, Precious? Uh, I, I have a small thing that I just started recently. It's called uh, Kitchen Diva. So I do barbecues and grilling, uh, but only for weekend. Uh, you're welcome. You we have very many grilling uh, meat people here, so it's nice to know that there's a lady in this game as well. Um, yeah. Clearly, uh, uh, yes, a bit. I was just about to add that another thing also to help with being a customer base is uh, loyalty, is having consistency in your business. I think it was yeah. the first topic we tackled as the sales yeah. group. Because yeah. uh, if the customer knows that they can get more or less the same thing every time they order, uh, more or less the same delivery time, yeah. like there are certain things about the business that is consistent, this will help. Yeah. Yeah. If your product is, unless your product is set up to be different all the time, the consistency yeah. is something that also Video there. Get oh, okay. There. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Of course, now you can tell that uh, when we're talking about customer base, it's not just in one field; it is in all fields. Um, I have uh, Joseph, Sharon, Agambo. I already commented. Kenneth, Lucky. Lucky is our host, and we're glad that she's around. Lucky, you tell us your experience of a customer maintaining and building a customer base, if you're there. Lucky, are you there? 
Okay. Uh, maybe she had stepped out. Uh, yes, Kenneth. Yes. Uh, hello, everyone. This is Nyanzi. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm doing also like smoke barbecue uh, in house. Uh, yeah. This is my first time here, uh, and it's 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 quite an opportunity listening from everybody here. Uh, now on my side, one of the ways I've tried to keep that, that customer relationship, uh, basically, I've, I, when I happen to talk to my client, uh, I always inquire if. I can personally maybe do a delivery to give an experience because I believe like uh, on our side, because me basically I'm doing smoked barbecue, it's, it, yeah. it has a lot of information around it. And uh, when you leave it to the client to, to figure it out, sometimes they will not understand because I've done some deliveries where like the chicken, it's so smoky inside, looks red. And the client told me, no, this chicken looks like it's not ready. Then I had to, you know, to 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 make a because it was on WhatsApp. Then I had to make a call to explain and told the the client, uh, this uh, you know, chicken is not red meat; it's white meat. So when you see the, the redness, it's the smoke, and you know, a lot of you know education about it. So when I realized that with several clients, I chose to give an experience by delivering to a few of my customers. I would want to deliver to all, but uh, it's not it's not possible. Yeah, it's not possible. So what I normally do, let me say, if let me say I'm delivering, let me say, because when I'm doing barbecue and I'm doing goat's meat, I don't do yeah. the whole goat most of the times because I've had yeah. clients who say, when we are served goat's meat, there's more bone yeah. than meat. So to, to tackle that issue on my side, to keep the client and, you know, have a more meat. So the experience okay. I create between me and the client when I reached at their premises, I asked them, should I break down the meat for you as you look on? So that it's an opportunity for me to explain why the meat looks red, why the meat is dripping maybe with juices, why the meat is looking dark on the top. You know, you have yeah. to explain the crust, the, you know, everything yeah. basically. Then uh, when I pull out Educate the bones, basically educating them so when i pull out the bones from the goat's leg that's when they're like okay wow now i understand this meat is quite ready then you have to let them know this is the kind of meat your baby like a couple of months old can eat and your you know oldest grandmother or father can actually also it cause the tenderness and uh it's it's to that level that you don't really need the teeth to chew to chew down the meat and uh, the other thing uh to, to, to assure them about that, we deliver with uh, plastic forks and maybe a plastic knife to, to guarantee that this plastic is able to go through this. So with that, it has really helped me uh, with my clients to understand that the meat we deliver, even when we don't, we choose not to deliver with the, the, the forks and the, the knives because they will not even use them. At least in the first deliveries that I created the relationship, they understood, uh, yeah. yeah, they understood that this is smoked meat. It comes out like yeah. this. It has a bark, which will be dark in color. Yeah. It has a, the, yeah. the first inside, which is red, which doesn't mean yeah. it's not ready because this is not like, this is not like a culture we're used to often. And uh, you don't deny them the, like, 
Um, Pablo has actually commented on the group as well. He has shared his experience. In uh, method, he says, in my line of work, customer care is confronted in everything we do. One of the advantages I've realized is that it has improved our services and also helped market my products mostly based on word of mouth. Creating patronage with clients is hard work, but really pays off in the long run. I noticed during the lockdown where most folks were cash-trapped, the clients whose relationships I had cultivated kept calling and ordering, which streamlined what comes out of the kitchen. So clearly, very clearly, it is quite important to maintain that customer base and keep them happy by keeping the communication channels open. Maculet, you have your hand up. Something you want to add to the discussion? Yeah. Hi. Um, about what Kenneth said, yeah. uh, it's a very, very good initiative. Um, the fact is that he's able to deliver and explain. Yeah. But I'm also thinking of the time when his clientele has grown. Yeah. And anyway, I'm sure there will be, uh, there should be a plan of how you're going to do that. Yeah. Maybe yeah. a suggestion would be, based on your target clients, a small maybe card to explain the process, not giving out everything, but you've seen what customers are mostly concerned about. Maybe they are concerned about the pink meat, the pink chicken yeah. and that, and you already yeah. know. If you yeah. put a small card in there trying to explain the process, because you, as your clientele best grows, you want to be able to reach everyone's home to tell okay. them to share the experience, which is a bright idea, but with time you might burn out, or unless you're going to train you, all the delivery people you're going to use to be able to give <laughs> the experience, which is, uh, yeah. which is highly <laughs> unlikely. But also, it could be like a feedback card. Uh, but you also explain a bit how this started and that. You see how they do it in the, in the history. Yeah. Yes, you give a brief history, not giving everything because you really need yeah. to retain. But then the customer will feel part of you. They will share that experience uh, with you. So yeah, that's good. And the other point about the, uh, maybe the call center thing, it's uh, something that we don't take serious. But you see, when you buy something and somebody asks you how you how it went, it feels like your input your input is valued. Like they take care of you. There is that feeling you get inside of care. Yeah. And that's what every customer. That's what everyone who has spent money would like to feel. And that's the reason they will come back to you. Yeah. So yeah, that's all I can see. I hear you. I hear you. There are many businesses. It's the telecom company that really benefits from call centers. But again, such a thing would be quite important, say, for bigger companies like Javas. We might not have the size of Javas, but what we are clearly highlighting is following up on the customer will benefit you in a long run, in a long, long run. Abid, your hand is up. Yeah, uh, just responding, also just adding to what Macleod and Kenneth are saying. Um, like uh, as my company, uh, the business at various side, we are launching, we developed a, a financial literacy game, which we are marketing out. So in our pre-marketing, we have noticed a lot of people are asking for, for videos of how, how to play the game. But the game itself has a bit of an explanation, it has an explanation on how to do it. 
and also our first things that we had thought about that we are going to do group trainings and then we explain to people first how to do how to use the game but we now realize that cannot work if you're reaching out to individuals yeah so so we are so actually in the pre-marketing a number of our partners are asking for videos and we have added that as um, one of our costs that we have to that we have to do in yeah. order to have videos that we can refer clients to like this is how for the game this is what will help these are variations some people have tried and we're also hoping that on these videos at least people yeah. also give their own comments on how things go yeah. Yeah. so we find maybe also having sort of um some this would be something that would help uh with scaling especially like marketer said when you're reaching out to many people you cannot reach out yeah. to everybody yeah. to explain to them yeah. but if you yeah. have something like pre-marketing which is outside the delivery food yeah. uh, you just do a bit of explanation about grilling so that uh, maybe some of your customer base gets to know about it and when somebody calls to complain you explain you call back and also by the way we also have this this uh, video which explains a little bit more about different types of meats and their effect on cooking and something like that. So the customer yeah. does not feel that they are being lectured, but yeah. they have been understood and there's actually more information. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clearly also what can affect uh, a loyal customer base is uh, if your business grows too big and you're not able to deliver consistently, uh, so, uh, by making sure the communication is clear and you can follow up, you can see such inefficiencies. I, I liked what Pablo said earlier, that he, it, was, he, it made the system almost seamless. He made, it, made, it improved his services. It made me feel like it, and it streamlined his kitchen. So, I feel like even as you grow and you're following up on customers, they help you it, it's like a, a checker or if you're doing things well and uh, helps you avoid disasters down the road. Kenneth, I mean, Asa, I see your hand up. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll be, I'll have to go in a bit, but um, I had a okay. question for, I had a question for the grillers. Nyazi uh, yeah. um, raised something very important in terms, with yeah. regards to the, the, the rarity, or should I say the doneness of the, of the meat and the perceptions of, uh, of um, you know, we, we, we all like of, which culturally we wanted a food that is well done, like well cooked. Yeah. And um, I don't know, uh, when, when, and to the grillers, how are you finding? He mentioned a bit about how he actually has to go and uh, how he had to teach the client um, to manage the client's expectations with regards yeah. to the dullness of the meat. Is this a recurring, yeah. is this a recurring issue across the board? Uh, do you find that many people um, do not understand it? That is one. Then is there anyone here who does uh, in-house cooking? So one phenomenon that have, that's becoming popular here is uh, I think because of the lockdown is uh, people hire, it's like rent a chef, rent a chef. So you. Yeah. Someone calls you to their house and tells you, I would like uh, X, Y, Z meal, three courses, whatever yeah. it is. And they ask you yeah. to come with the ingredients as well, as yeah. well as your yeah. own cutlery. So it's, it's like outside yeah. catering, but for a home yeah. instead of uh, yeah. 
for a group. So I do not know if that's happening in Uganda. I submit. Uh, one, person, one person who would have contributed to that one very well would have been someone called Tuti. I think I know she does in-house sharing. Uh, Sharon, are you responding to Arthur? Ah, yes, I'm responding to Arthur. I'm Sharon. Okay. I just yeah. started uh, the cooking business last year in the lockdown. Okay. And okay. uh, I'd like to answer a question on in-house cooking. I do that, I'm a private chef. Yeah. And uh, I don't cook for, for a number more than 30 people. So in terms of, um, of things like numbers, and I do 30 people, no more. And then um, we're talking about uh, customer, how to retain the customers. For me, my method has been offering discounts and incentives. I'm fortunate enough to have returned loyal customers who uh, supported me all yeah. through from when I started. So yeah. for, for, for that reason, I, I am always loyal to them. I return the loyalty to them and offer them discounts. I offer them incentives. And then, uh, like I said, I offer small menus so that an I'm not overwhelming the customer and myself. Because yeah. um, looking at a menu, and then you're like, hey, so what do I order? And then also the part of the person that's cooking, you're, you're, uh, for my case, I, I cook in-house. So I don't have uh, a lot of support, like a sushi or anyone to help me understand things. So I make sure I get um, um, menus that I'm able to do even when I don't have uh, Hands-on, like support. Hands-on, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. At the end of it, it's, it's a human touch, I think. That's how it sells itself. For me, that's what's, yeah. what has worked for me. Yes. A customer yeah. wants to come if they don't feel appreciated. So for yeah. me, I'll go they don't feel like they, have, they don't feel like they have gotten, uh, they have gotten. Yes, the full value for them. Yeah, exactly, the full value. Yeah. something that uh, maybe I can contribute to. Uh, I also do the smoked, uh, I do smoked chicken and smoked pork. In my case, I, something I have, uh, I think this has helped me create the loyal customer base. I have let the customers do the final part of cutting the meat. Um, I never cut for them unless I'm cut chicken. Uh, the, the reason why chicken is a bit tricky is I try to crisp it towards the end. I notice that the clients will not understand that the chicken is ready. So one, two clients told me the chicken wasn't ready, even if it was ready. So I tried to make sure it's crisp on the outside. It's like visual, the way Arthur said, the Africans are very visual. But the one thing about the ribs that I've been doing and the, and the leg is I have not 
cut it. I usually send it as it is and let the customers cut it. I've noticed that that experience of cutting something keeps them already that it is very tender. And uh, that gets them excited to actually now eat the meat. I've noticed that has created such a... They, they don't say... They always say the meat is amazing, but I know that what made it... Uh, what started that process was when they were cutting the meat. So I've given them that opportunity uh, to do it themselves. And the practical aspect of them doing it themselves has helped uh, appreciate the tenderness of the, of the meat, because they know already that meat is not usually tender, especially for, for pork. They know usually it's a bit tough, you have to pull, but when it's tender, not too tender, but tender enough, they are really excited about the, what they're going to bite into. Yes, Magambo, I see your hand is up. Yeah, hi everyone. Um, I just wanted to chime in, um, following up on something that Abid had said about yeah. owning up when things don't go right. So sometimes yeah. that's how you really endear customers to you, you know? Yeah. So from your analytics, if you see somebody used to order twice a week, and now you only receive one order in a month, the owner is going to, to reach out to them and ask, hi, um, you know? What went wrong? And also yeah. to involve them in, 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 in coming to a solution, you know, like, okay, maybe they didn't like the product that day, you explain to them, apologize, and sometimes even involve them in your recipe development. It's just like, okay, yeah. I listen to you, I value you, how can I make this better for you? Actually, you're right about somebody responded to a particular dish of mine that wasn't good and they gave me very nice advice. So, Magambo, you were so right on that. You're so right on that. Yeah, so clearly, clearly responding to our clients well, whether it is whether whether you fail to deliver to them or not, uh, helps. You know, the two things that I've been repeating over and over is communication, 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 and also having a customer base database you know if you do not uh, maintain a customer database you will not know when they have come back you don't know why they have come back you don't know what they have ordered and if you notice that the person keeps ordering a particular dish uh, or comes back for a particular service it knows that they appreciate a particular service a dish and try to convince them to try other dishes as well as the one that they like um justin you're welcome uh, Gabby, what are your experiences when it comes to customer uh, building a loyal customer database or loyal customer base? Feel free to contribute. Justin? Uh, okay, yes, Majibo, I see your message. You're not available. All right. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, a bit. Food was too much. <laughs> yes, yes. This was this was actually I've one of the things of where I've never heard of Ugandan thing. Yeah, I actually lying. had that complaint. This was uh, mainly from uh, because all people were targeting were lunchtime officers. Guys were having food at lunchtime, and we were sending their food to them. And I remember this lady kept her ordering was erratic, so I called her once. I was like, "What's the problem?" She's like. I like your food, but for me, this food is too much. 
So I was like, okay, uh, can't you share with somebody? You do it with an office, like, no, 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 this is just for me. Yeah. I don't want to share, it's my food. Yeah, uh, okay. then, I, then that came up with also some other person uh, yeah. who was, they had also stopped ordering. So I asked them, what is the problem? And for them, they're like, your pricing is a bit too much. They cannot, as much as they like the food, they don't offer it that often. It is supposed to be a lunch option every yeah. particular days. Yeah. So, basing on those two feedbacks, is it feedbacks? Feedback? Anyway, uh, basing on those two, I, I introduced, yeah, I introduced a half pack. The half pack was less, but it was less quantity and also cheaper price. I started having more people who are ordering yeah. the half pack than they were ordering. Yeah. Well, you met uh, more people's needs. Met more people's needs that way. And this was because mm -hmm. I sent one, I listened to two people and experimented with that. That's true. That's true. In fact, how we respond, not just with a bad or good review, but how we act on it also plays a big role. Not only does it create new clients, but also uh, not only does it retain the clients rather, but also creates a new need. It it meets a need that other people had, but were not able to express it. Which is also something that I must admit, it's quite a struggle. You know, it's like it's not just that the the customer didn't tell a bid. I want a small pack. The customer complains that this is a problem. So sometimes even when it, when I go through feedback, when I did you mentioned the feedback loop, some of that feedback is quite hard to quantify, like quite hard to adjust to. If somebody says that um, there's a, I'm trying to say, like, James, your kachumbari, I got one call. Your kachumbari is not that good. Of course, many others have said it's okay, but this person is saying it's not that good. Can't you? Uh, remove this or do this, uh, and I was. I, I, it's quite hard to quantify how to respond to a client, but if you can manage to respond to a client adequately by thinking through the issue more and more, it can solve many people's problems, not just that one client problem. So for sure, for sure, Sharon, is your hand up, or it was from the previous time? Oh, no, 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 it's not up. Sorry, let me remove that. No, 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 it's okay. All right, all right. I also appreciated what Precious said earlier. Being honest goes a long way. I think uh, honest when you're delaying, honest when you have messed up, honest when you do not meet a client's needs. And what caused that can go a long way to maintaining a client. They may not necessarily uh, be a loyal client, not always, but at least they will not go bad mouthing you they'll be like yeah they didn't do this but they apologized and they went out of their way to to correct the issue and uh, that and i've noticed pablo is also one of them i noticed that whenever pablo would have an issue he would always go out of his way to um, undo that bad experience a client has had if, uh, if a person has gotten a bad dish or delay He'd always go out of his way to to send a complimentary something as a, as a way of apologizing. It's not just one, 
not just to apologize and say we are sorry we did that, but finding a way to make a, a customer feel valued, whether it is sending a complimentary, whether it is uh, going out of your way to make changes to accommodate the mistakes that you made and uh, keeping the customer in the loop of your changes. Such things help them appreciate much more. Uh, before doing my catering and food, I used to be into a business and those little mistakes and how you respond to the clients really went a long way uh, in uh, making sure we maintained the client in the client relationship. I believe your hand is up. Yeah, so also some of these complimentary things can be done on the other side of the spectrum mm -hmm. when a client is happy. So find that you have a client who's, if it's a repeat business, um, so even for Arthur, maybe, if it's, is it still here? No, no, he to go. Also for some had... businesses. Yeah. yeah. So you find that uh, sometimes you may find a client who's ordering consistently, then you yeah. can also give them a complimentary every once in a while. And you cannot just structure it. This is something that the, I find much more in outside of our societies. Mm. Uh, where, for example, the airlines, they have frequent flyer miles. Yeah. That every time you fly, you get some points. Yeah. And you get a reward towards it. And everybody knows this, that you are going to get a reward. Uh, so also in the food, you can get it. I remember there's... Um, Complimentary good and bad. Yeah. Yeah, so Cafe Pop has this thing of you have uh, they record your details if you want, and on, on my birthday, they'll send me a message Happy birthday! You have a complimentary coffee today, or a yeah. complimentary meal. I'll be like, oh. even even it would make me actually go back to Cafe Pop because yeah. I was, so I found myself that for like three months after my birthday, I was having most of, most of my coffees and most of my meetings. At Cafe Park. And what triggered that is that message where they like come for a free coffee. I'd go, I'm like, oh my God, this was nice. And because yeah. I get order whatever I want, I choose yeah. something and they make changes and I like it. So every time I'm now having meetings, I'm like, go Cafe Park, Cafe Park. Yeah. Then somehow oh, yeah. it would stop. But afterwards, yeah. they'll send me a message. I'm like, oh my God, Cafe Park is still there. I'd go back yeah. like that, like yeah. that. Wow, okay. And this is something that also helped me in one of the businesses. I, I remember telling guys, if you order uh, every, for 10, consist, 10 consecutive orders, you get a complimentary. Then somebody yeah. asked a complimentary of what? And I told them yeah. it can be a complimentary of anything that you want. You tell me what you, yeah. what you want to prepare and I'll make it for you. And this particular was like, so is it after every 10, 10 consecutive orders because I was doing weekly or is it after every 10 orders I'm like well if your 10 orders come in in one week you, the 11th order is complimentary based on what you want yeah. she became my best agent she would go around the entire office wow. every Friday I had wow. 10 orders assured from her wow. and then the 11th she would order she would say this is what I want and in that process, I found out that she actually didn't like pilau. Mm. She liked the meat in the pilau. She did not like pilau itself. She's not a rice wow. person, but she loved it. Wow. Wow. So her complimentary orders were always meat, chicken, stuff like that. And that, yeah. that eventually became like a side dish on its own. So even wow. customers, when 
when a customer give a reason for a customer to be loyal, reward them. Don't take them for granted. This is something that I feel like the bigger guys here do. Uh, KFC doesn't have a right policy. I don't think Cafe Java has a right policy. But the same places, birthdays, especially I'm, I'm just about this new meal. Ah, okay. I do not know about that one. Something like that. Ah, yeah. So, so re reward the loyal customers. Yeah. Don't take them yeah. for granted. Be like, thank you for your service, yeah. and this is your reward. And if it works, let it be a general thing that everybody knows that if you do yeah. these particular things, this is a reward for you. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. That's a, that's a, that's that's heat home. That one has hit home. My grandpa, I see your hand up. Um, yeah, really, it's just a hodgepodge of what other people have been saying. Yeah. But I think it's really important, like as you said, James, you need to maintain a database, but not just maintain a database. You also have to do some basic analytics. I mean, this is where yeah. the world is going anyway. It's all big data. For your customers, you should at least know the customer who buys the most from you and how frequently, what their favorite dishes are. Those are all things you add to your database. And that way you can even see their spending habits, things yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. I get it, I get it. Because uh, I've also appreciated something I could highlight from Abid's comments is in responding to our customers need they have been able to create new dishes and uh, we might be talking about a restaurant but it could be uh, a bank it could be a, again a hospital or a school by listening and responding to a customer's needs you end up creating something altogether new that you would never have thought about by yourself so clearly shows that listening to a customer it's both ways. It, it benefits you and it benefits the customer. So valuing a customer is so, so key and very important. Um, and of course, what he has talked about rewarding the loyal customers, that one has hit home. That one has clearly hit home. Uh, in the message, yes, Stanchard offers breakfast from Java or Enduro. Ah, okay. That's a good way to attract people. And I also know that they have a coffee shop inside Sanchez, so it also helps that they can instantly get the coffee rewind without even having to go so far. Um, uh, maintaining a database, yes, Magamba has actually highlighted that. Um, banks do that, yes. Uh, yes, uh, I think we have responded. Immaculate says it's important to know everything. It's also important, very important to know that in everything we sell, we offer an experience. That is so true. Yes, that is so true. Uh, uh, Sharon says, sometimes customers do not want to hurt our feelings because they are probably referred to by a friend. So reaching out and asking what went wrong can go a long way. Oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. Um, so clearly, 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 we have come to appreciate the power, the benefit of our, not only having a database of our customers, not only building a loyal uh, customer base, but the importance of maintaining customer base. Uh, the one thing though we haven't, uh, this is the last one, the one thing that we haven't uh, 
mentioned, and I find that it is quite uh, quite key, is also having a great workforce. Uh, sometimes we focus too much on the customers and forget a lot about the employees. And um, that's also, you know, the employees are the front face. Employees are the ones who receive the clients and also listen to the uh, grievances or make observations. Uh, again, because of my background, I used to try to tell my employees, if somebody doesn't finish uh, a particular food, tell me or ask the client why they have finished. Uh, and there's always a reason, you know, the, when a person finishes food, it tells you they have appreciated the food. If even a person asks for more, it means that you nailed whatever dish it was. So uh, my employees were not only told to just serve, but they were always told to follow up, look at the plate. We do not want to see meat. If we see meat, it means the, either the pork was undercooked, you go back to the chef, you cook undercooked there. So there's immediate feedback from that, but it is the staff that helped. If I were to be the one to do all of that, it would have been clearly impossible to do all of that. So giving that importance uh, to the staff to understand that a client is not just serving him and getting a tip at the end, but it's understanding how if he has enjoyed the meal, knowing that by him and him or her enjoying the meal, they will for sure be back sooner or later. And at least they'll have a good experience of the, being at that restaurant. Um, so we have come to the end of the discussion. A bid I put up in the chat that I like free coffees and snacks. <laughs> oh, really? Huh? You get free stuff. <laughs> but clearly, it still goes to the bank for a reason. And uh, the benefit is you get free coffee. Um, uh, chef says, Chef uh, Justin says he can contribute, but he is, uh, is grateful uh, for this uh, meeting. Um, I'm following and happy, but about bosses understanding and rewarding employees because most of us <laughs> we were once there. Yes, that is so true. Uh, you can see that if uh, it's not just rewarding the customers, but also rewarding the employees, that goes uh, a, a long way. Even as you're working with other people, it's always good to give a little bit extra to your employees because they, you will see the reward in the long run. But uh, otherwise, we are very grateful for having attended this meeting. We have a cooking uh, cooking group where we can always continue this discussion. Uh, and many more ideas have come from that group. Uh, so if you would like, you can either contact Abid or any of us and we will be able to we'll be able to we'll be able to allow you, you know, just make you join in the group. Uh, uh, help you join the group. Okay, precious, a bit precious would like to uh, be added to the group, please help. Uh, um, uh, Arthur says uh, he's coming back to Kampala on the 29th, so feel free to ask him for anything on his course, clearly. And feel free to ask for anything that you need that is hard to find in Kampala. So, Talk slowly. Good to know that's good to know. I know. No, I can I can carry for free. <laughs> okay. As you can see, my whiskey order is ready there. Yeah, that is that one is standard. I see. I see. But, uh, no, but for, for the sharing. grillers. 
yeah, whatever yeah. those small small things that people seem to be find difficult, or any or even the other shapes. I was going to ask you get me gloves. You know those gloves, gloves? the black black gloves, those black gloves that they use to touch me. Oh, the they are... the latex gloves, the non latex gloves. Yes. I mean, yeah, we use them in, in we use them in the hospital. Mm. No, no, not because the ones in the hospitals do not they tear easily. They are those black ones that are farmer. They don't tear yeah. easily. No, we are. I mean, these these ones we use them. We use them in the, in the mortuary when we are doing autopsies. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes, so yes, yes. okay, that's I would fine. like those. Yeah. I will this not bring joke, but this used to handle me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, night That's friend. my request. Yeah. Okay, Kale. Oh, I'll just go to the mortuary. No, okay. there's also an there's an idea um, that that was suggested by one of the members in the group is actually present of where we have a, um, hostings by different members of the groups that are sort of paid for. Like a person says, this is what we're going to do. This is my specialty. Yeah. I'm going to host, I can host maybe 10, 15 people. Uh, yeah. I'm going to teach people how to do this particular item. All these particular uh, items. And, okay. and there's a contribution from that. Kenneth and I have a cook-off, by the way. Kenneth and I, we are supposed to have a cook-off, smoking cook-off. Uh, we haven't really uh -huh. started on that day. But uh, after, 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 after the 29th, definitely. Yeah, it will be the 29th. I told him we can only do it next uh, after this month. So that could be something that we could start with because that's the we hope that by cooking together we can learn from each other and also we can and have people to give us immediate feed yeah, immediate feedback. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> on which one is better and actually appreciate everyone appreciates the experience. So yeah, I is, really want to learn from you guys yeah. how to do it. And, and okay, participate maybe start, as much as I can. We start with that one. Yeah, okay. But it will have to be okay. next month. Yes, uh, just just do the date. Uh, okay. Come up with a bit of costing with you and Kenneth. Come up with the okay. numbers that you, maximum numbers okay. uh, that you can have. Yeah, okay. And, and then you just have that there such that uh, people who are interested can book early. Uh, yeah. So that you know they will come for the food and you tell everybody to bring our own drink. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's absolutely good. That's, that's why I'll bring a bit whiskey. Uh, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for today. Very, very grateful. Very grateful. Bagambo's hand is up. No, it was from the previous time. No, okay. All right. The suggestion for right, Justin people. about the next hmm? the life of a oh. chef. Yeah, there's a comment from Justin in the chat. Okay. And the next few meetings, please let find time and share about the life of a chef in the industry and how it should be, should have been based on his or her relevance. Okay. We shall definitely put that on our list. Uh, thanks, 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 people. We appreciate very much your contributions and your attendance. Let's keep it up and have a great week just this week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Have a good week. Bye-bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.